You can go ahead and be seated. I want to preach to you from this thought that I feel on my heart today, and that's when mercy just spills over. Amen. So much mercy and so much goodness of God in our life until it just runs over and it spills over. Thank God for mercy. Everybody say mercy. Let me tell you what mercy is. Mercy and the grace of God is God's great big safety net. Everybody say safety net. Amen. God's great safety net, net is found uh, in his mercy and in his grace. And I thank God for it. I rejoice in his wonderful, rich blessings. I think about oftentimes you hear men speaking and talking about on their jobs and they have a safety course and a safety meeting and safety managers and uh, that that's their, their job is to teach the employees how to be careful and how to be safe and cautious and uh, how to use the different safety equipment safety glasses and uh, safety belts and harnesses and all these things that uh, man has come up with and designed for the purpose of keeping people from hurting themselves and, and safety. And, and uh, you cross over a great bridge and traveling and you see construction going on and, and you look up and you see the safety net that has been stretched across that massive steel and men are up there working. There is a purpose for that and uh, that is whenever they've forgot or slipped or the safety belt's not hooked up right or the safety harness is not on just right, that there's still some built-in safety and that's that big, big old net that stretched across. And I think about this wonderful God that we serve. I'm glad of his mercy, I'm glad of his grace, and I'm glad that this mercy, it just overflows and it just spills over the goodness and the mercy of God. I'm glad that God today has a safety net to help us and to catch us Amen. And even though we're wearing all the safety harness and safety glasses and we're doing everything that we know to do, there's still those times in our life that the foot slips and it was just an accident. But uh, this wonderful good God that we serve, hallelujah. Brother, I come to tell the soldiers today that we're serving a good master. We're serving a good God. He's not looking at a way to get us. He's looking at a way to help us. He's not looking at a way to send us to hell. He's looking at a way to save every one of us in this house. Thank God for his mercy and for his grace. Amen. The rich, good blessings of God. Jude said it this way, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling a God that is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, a God that's going to keep us from falling. Hallelujah. I do not believe that, you know, you're just either uh, one word puts you in and one word will put you out. There's a lot of people that have gotten confused and 
and uh, go out and do grievous things deliberately, willfully go out and do things. And then they have the feeling, man, if I can just pray a little bit and feel something or speak in tongues a little bit, that makes everything all right. Well, I, I don't believe. I don't believe that you're either one word puts you in and then one word will send you to hell. I think it's a lifestyle. I think it's a walk. I think it's a journey. I think it's living for God every day and having your focus and having your direction. But when it's all said and done, as he requires out of us, as you require out of your child and out of a baby, wouldn't it be terrible, 20-year-old still uh, uh, crawling around and, and, and they're required and you expect growth and you expect them to mature. God does the same with us. He expects us to grow and to be what he would have us to be. But in the process of all that, we're still a babe and we a child and we still need his help. We need the mercy of God. Thank God for his safety harness and thank God for all the things that he's given us. But uh, in all that, we're still human and we still struggle and we still have battles and there's nobody perfect. We're just reaching perfection and we're in the state of perfection. And as we grow and mature as a child, as a one that comes to God and receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, they're perfect in the state that they're in, but even though they're failing, even though they're making mistakes, uh, but they've got to keep growing and they must keep maturing. But thank God that it, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this, friend, I'm going to tell you, there's those times you've made the mistake and, and the, it was the wrong word and it was the wrong turn and it was the wrong thing to do. But the good mercy of God is upon us. And that big old safety net is hanging right under us tonight, today. And his help and his hand is upon our life. And Jude said, this God that we serve is able to keep you from falling. Now the devil wants to make every one of us fall. And the Satan, the enemy of our walk with God, wants to bring everyone in this house down and cause us to stop and cause us to fall. But oh, I, I just came today. I felt in the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, to encourage the soldiers. Uh, let's go back out to battle with new courage and new faith and new victory that the mercy of God is about us. Uh, his hand is upon us. Uh, his hand to help us. Uh, his hand to keep us uh, and to keep us from falling. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God that we serve. The Apostle Paul told us this, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Again, the Apostle Paul, not by the works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. I'm going to tell you, you can't get good enough to be saved. Hey, man, it's the blood of Jesus Christ and the mercy of God that's going to save us. Praise God. According to his mercy, he saved us 
by the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for this Holy Ghost that gets renewed in us day by day as we walk with God. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. All the way up in the mezzanine. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Not by the works of righteousness which we have done. Hallelujah. We can't depend on our righteousness, but we look to his righteousness. Hallelujah. But the apostle Paul said then again, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I'm not going to, to prevent it or anger it or, or vex it or irritate the grace of God. We've got to have his grace. We've got to have his help upon us. Hallelujah. And I know that a lot of people, they, they believe in churches and religions uh, that, you know, it's just grace uh, and you just do anything, live any way, act any way, and it does not matter because of the grace of God. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to frustrate the grace of God. You're going to vex the grace of God. You're going to irritate the grace of God. Is everybody with me today? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, Grace does not give people a license to sin. It does not make you all right to, to live any way you want to live. Hallelujah. I want to clarify that and make that very clear in your mind. The Apostle Paul writing to the Romans, he said, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from death. Amen. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Hallelujah. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. And then he, two words, he asks a big question. He says, what then shall we sin? Because we're not under the law, but under grace. And the next two words he says is, God forbid. Everybody say, God forbid. Hey man, it does not give you license to sin because we're living under grace. Grace and mercy is just God's wonderful safety net for when your foot does slip. I mean, because we are human. God, he loves us so much. He said, I'm going to be there for them, and I'm going to help them. My hand will be upon them when they put forth every effort, when they're seeking after me, when they're humbling themselves, when they want to do the will of God, and they still come up short. I will have grace under them. I will have mercy under them. I will help them up. I will lift them up. I will keep them from falling. Oh, yes. He goes on to say, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. He said, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. Ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being made free from sin, thank God, we became the servants of righteousness. That's what happened to us. We got free from sin, and we became the servants 
of righteousness. Do you understand today? He said, whoever you yield your members to. Hey, we're not going to yield our members to the devil. We're not going to yield our members to the flesh. We're not going to yield our members to the lust of the flesh. We're not going to yield our hand to it. We're not going to yield our eyes to it. We're not going to yield our mouth to it. We're not going to yield our ears to it. Hey, man, we will not yield our members to the flesh. Hallelujah. Because if you yield your members to unrighteousness, he said that's whose servant you are. But if you yield yourself to God, if you deny yourself daily and take up the cross and say, I'm going to follow the Lord, he said that's who you're servant to. You're the servant to whoever you yield yourself to. And I'm glad for group of believers today and people that I feel today I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with. We're all in the same battle. We're all on the same warfare and we're all striving. We want to yield our hands. We want to yield our eyes. We want to yield our ears. We want to yield our mouth. We want to yield it to righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. Because if you yield it to righteousness, that's whose servant you are. I want to be the servant of God. But when it's all said and done, and when it's all added up, and we have still come short, God said, don't worry, child. I've got a safety net right under you. I've got a, hey man, a wall around you. I've got protection upon you. My hand is upon you. Hallelujah. And I will keep you, and I will preserve you from falling and completely losing out." With God. Thank God for his good mercy and his good help. What brings grace and mercy when we need it? I'll tell you what it brings is when we're walking and living in favor with God. It's whenever you don't feel no temptation today, but you still pray. You don't feel any spirit a hold of you, but you still, I love you, God. I want to live for you, God. I want to yield my members to you, God. I want to do what's right, God. I want to do your will, God. It does not matter. You're still praying, and you're still seeking after him. And those are the people that that safety net will be there for you. Having faith in God brings it about. You've got to believe in God. Believe in his mercy. Believe in his power to keep us. Believe his word. Hey, we've not started out to fail, but we've started out to be victorious. I believe the Bible. I believe that he's able to keep me. I believe that he's able to preserve me. Hey, I don't think we have to wait till we get crossover to find out if we're going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell. I believe we can walk with heaven in our heart every day of our life. I believe we can believe God. I believe we can have confidence in our life. I believe we can know. I believe we can have an assurance. I don't believe there has to be doubt and fear and unbelief. It's the devil that is an accuser of the brethren that keeps telling people, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not doing wrong. You had a bad thought. You looked the wrong way. Hey, Satan, get by behind us. The pastor, God sent a message on his heart to, to preach to you that when, hey man, you need mercy and grace, mercy and grace will spill over in your life. It will be there. The safety net will catch you if you'll keep walking with God and doing the will of God. 
Come on, everybody, lift up your voices and hands to the Lord together. Oh, we magnify all over the building. Help me pray right now. Just close your eyes and let God touch you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your help. Hallelujah. James, you can be seated. He spoke of Abraham's faith. James, hallelujah. He said, was not Abraham our father? He's given us an example here. Abraham was our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar. He said, Abraham is our father in the faith. Was he not justified when he did when he was obedient? Everybody say obedient. Was he not justified in the very fact that he kept on doing what God told him to do? He kept on being obedient to, amen, forsake not your assembling of yourselves together. You're being obedient to God when you came to church this morning. When you come back tonight, you're being obedient to God. Amen. He said this is the kind of works that, that he was justified because he was obedient to God. Hallelujah. See it. Then he said, seeth thou how faith wrought with his works, by works was faith made perfect. You can't just say, I believe, and sit home and do nothing about it. You can't just say, I believe in prayer and never pray. But it's, it's when you put the works and the faith together. You, you know what? Every time you pray, you're showing God, I believe your word. I believe it works. Hey, man, I believe you will heal. I believe you will help. I believe you will meet the need. Hey, man, you're putting forth the efforts. Hallelujah. It's not enough to just pray, but then you put the works and faith together. He said, this is what makes it perfect. The scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed, or it was credited unto him for righteousness. He was called a friend of God. Ye see that how that your works a man is justified and not by faith only. He said it takes both. It takes uh, being uh, steadfast, uh, just keep on going, just keep on praying, just keep on having faith, just keep on going to church. Uh, amen. Keep on doing the right thing. Thank God for a form of godliness. Uh, we just don't want to not deny the power thereof. Uh, hallelujah. That's the sin. You've got to have a form. You've got to have a schedule. You've got to have a time. Well, we're going to go to church on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, we're going to be faithful to God. We're going to be faithful to God with our giving. We're going to be faithful to God with our praying. We're going to keep on walking with God. But at the same time, we're still human. And there's this feeble side of all of us that God says, hey, if you'll have faith and you'll keep walking with me, even though they may be, you may make a wrong decision or a wrong turn, I'm not going to destroy you. You will not be destroyed through that because I've got that big old safety net under you and I've got mercy, I've got grace that's able to just, it's so full that be able to just spill over on you and keep you and preserve you and make you into what he desires for us to be as his church. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. 
Now, examples of what I'm preaching about today, given us to us right out of the word of the Lord. It was Abraham. The Bible said there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourney there. For the famine was grievous in the land. Well, whenever Abraham made this journey into Egypt, probably a wrong decision, amen, for him to go to Egypt because there was this grievous fam famine. And whenever Abraham made this decision, he had, must have had a beautiful wife. Sarah must have been a beautiful woman because he said to her, he said, I want to tell you, if you go, we go together, and you say that you're my wife, then they will kill me. And he said, I want you to say that you're my sister, which was true, but it was only half truth. They had different mothers, but they had the same father. And he, so it was his sister. And he said, when you go, I want you to do this. Hallelujah. And sure enough, just as Abraham thought it happened, they, when they seen her, they took her to Abimelech, amen, and to become his wife. But that night, the Bible said Abimelech, in a dream by night, here comes God to him and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Amen. You know what else he was doing? He was about to touch the promised seed is about what this heathen was just about to do. And in a dream by night, uh, God gives him a dream and says, oh, Behold, amen. You're talking about something to wake you up, something to get your attention. In the middle of the night, uh, here comes a dream. Behold, hold up, Abimelech. Uh, thou art but a dead man. You're fixing to be a dead man if you touch this woman. Now, therefore, he goes to her and says, Restore the man his wife. He said, for he is a prophet. Abraham was more than just a man. He was a prophet of God. And he shall pray for thee, and thou shall live, and thou restore her not. No, thou that thou shall surely die, thou and all that are thine. I'm telling you, it's going to affect every one of you, and every one of you are going to be afflicted by this if you do not obey and the Bible said, Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. She became my wife. And the scripture said that Abraham prayed unto God, and then God healed this man. Hallelujah. Here Abraham sojourning into Egypt. He makes a bad turn and a bad mistake. Amen. But you know what was there to catch him is just what I'm preaching to you about today. It was a safety net of God. Abraham, I'm not going to let this happen to you. I'm going to keep this hedge around you. I'm going to keep this wall around you, and you're not going to your wife will not be touched by these heathens. Hallelujah. Church, we've got a mighty God. We've got a God that loves us. How many times could you testify today that you made wrong turns, you made bad mistakes, but oh, the mercy of God, the hand of God was upon your life, and what could have destroyed yourself, destroyed other people, had a 
lasting effect on many, many generations of Pentecost. The hand of God was there, and God stepped in, and God protected you, and God kept you. I just want to tell you today, we serve a good God. It pays to pray. It pays to be faithful. It pays to keep going to church. It pays to keep doing the right thing when the sun is shining, when all things are against us and we just keep on walking with God. And in that hour and in that time of trouble, whenever we would make that wrong turn, God says, hold on a minute. I'll give him a dream. I'll wall it up. I'll stop it. I'll take care of him. Hey, friend, oh, 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 I'm glad today because there's benefits in living for God. There's blessings in living for God. Oh, we don't get up every day and wonder if we're going to go to heaven or hell. We get up every day with confidence in God. God's got his hand right in the middle of my life. How many people in this house today can raise your hand and say, Pastor, I know what you're talking about. God was there. Hallelujah. I remember a backslider one time that had been in church a, a number of years, or she was considering backsliding, and uh, she told me she got cold, she got away, but she, you know what she said? She said, I couldn't backslide. God kept holding on to me. It's wonderful to have a God that when you're turning loose, he's still holding on to us. And oh, man, it's not just one or two that's got that testimony. Everybody in this house that's living for God today, it's because that when you tried to turn loose, he just held on even tighter and said, no, I'm not going to let you go. Oh, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to turn you loose. And you got things in your memory that you grieve and you're sad about. Oh, but thank God that safety net was down there somewhere. And when you had fallen so far, hallelujah, you hit in the safety net. And when you was looking up, you was looking up at the master. And he said, come on, child. I've still got my hand in the middle of your life. Oh, I'm going to save you. I'm going to keep you. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost wants to move through this house. The Holy Ghost wants to help somebody in the house today. Oh, uh, yes, mercy is spilling over on us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll tell you when mercy will spill over on us. It's because when we're just connected up with the right people. Hey, man, there's blessings of just being associated with the right people. Laban said unto Jacob, I pray thee, hey, man, if I have found favor in thine eyes, Terry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Hey Amen. There's a safety net in just being connected up. Connected up. Just being connected up with praying people. Cause you didn't get away from praying people. Laban said, now I see that I have been blessed. 
I have been blessed. I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Listen to this man, Joseph. Here is the Egyptian, and it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in his house and in the field. It's a blessing just to be connected up with praying people. Hallelujah. Keep them a part of your life. Amen. What a blessing it was in the life of Lot. When, when Lot was living in Sodom and Gomorrah, there came the angels to Abraham. And they, they met with Abraham and they were looking at Sodom and Gomorrah when they were talking to Abraham. And they said this, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I'm going to do? And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But listen what Abraham did. Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteousness with the wicked? Amen. There's somebody going to intercede. There's somebody going to pray. And they prayed for Lot. And because of the prayer of Abraham, Lot was spared. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a mother that prayed. Thank you for a daddy that prayed. And thank you, Lord, for a church that is praying. Look at the mercy of God. The Bible said while, while he lingered, while Lot and them were dragging their feet, and God had already told them, the angels said, this place is fixing to burn. He said while they lingered, lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, the Lord giving him a safety net, they brought him forth, and they set him without the city. Hallelujah. And it came to pass that when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, and look not behind thee. I'm going to tell you that's the key today. If you've been set free from sin, you do not need to look behind you. You just need to keep your eyes on the gold. Hey, man, I'm going forward. I'm going to be totally delivered. My mind's going to be delivered. My heart's going to be delivered. I'm not going back, but I'm going forward. Look not back. Lot, don't look back to Sodom. Don't look back to all those ungodly times in your life. Don't look back. Keep your eyes on the city. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the word of the Lord. Keep going to church. Amen. I just don't feel like I need to go to church tonight. I don't know why I'm preaching about going to church, but I feel it in my spirit. You don't know what you're getting just by being here today. God's working on the conscious mind, and he's working on the subconscious mind. He's giving you something for your spirit that you're going to need in the future. Hallelujah. Just keep on. Amen. Oh, what a merciful God. While he lingered, they took him by the hand and they drug him outside the city. And they got him outside the city and they said, don't look. Amen. Back. Just escape for your life. Run with everything that is in you. Go forward. Hallelujah. And this is what Lot said, behold, thy servant hath found grace 
grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy. You have magnified your mercy, God. Amen. It was a spillover is what it was. It was more than he deserved is what it was. But I'm glad to tell you that God has given all of us more than we deserve. Come on, come on. Up in the mezzanine, you stand up back there and clap your hands to God. Hey, brother, we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. Get behind me, Satan. We do believe in believer's security. This is our security. That if we do like our, you can be seated, our Father in the faith, and we keep producing works, and works mixed with faith. Works mixed with faith. Works and faith. Faith and works. James said, because he did the works. He didn't just have faith, he had works with his faith. He took his son in obedience, Isaac, up on that mountain said, I'm going to obey God and I'm going to offer him up. And James said, that's what makes you perfect. you got to do the works and you got to have faith. And the safety net will be there when you need it. The mercy will be there and the help of God will be upon your life when you need it. How the devil tortures people's mind. You ain't going to make it. Brother Reynolds, you ain't going to make it. How he torments their mind. You're out in this world of sin. There's all kind of things coming your way. There's all things, kind of things going through your mind. There's all kind of billboards. There's all kind of ungodly dressed people. And you know, hey, I want to live it. I want to walk it. I want to talk it. I'm going to heaven. I got my mind made up. And here you're contending with the devil day by day. And the devil says, you're not going to make it. But I just came along today to tell you, you are going to make it. That's as good as hell wants is for you to believe you're not going to make it. You'll make it if you keep the works and you keep the faith. Oh, how the devil tries to beat us up and beat us down. Our names wrote in the Lamb's Book of Life. He's got his hand upon us. Do something silly, do something foolish, yeah, but there's a mercy. There's a merciful God, and there's a safety net to catch us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here, David, in closing the day, David does a very foolish act. Nabal, who he has protected when he sends for his reward for his work. David and his men helped Nabal, kept his sheep, and kept anybody from uh, bothering them or stealing them or taking them. And then it came time for David to receive his reward. Nabal, pay me what's coming to me. You know, there, there is a great lesson in that. 
Just because you don't get an invoice from everybody doesn't mean you may owe somebody something. There's some unwritten laws. Amen. And this foolish man, Nabal, whenever the servants came for their reward for what they had done, this Nabal, he said, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants now, days, that break away from their every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed from my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? And you know what these men were doing that he was talking about and blaming this on? These men were jumping up and down saying, Nabal, this man protected us. We'd have come home with about half a herd if it had not been for David and his men. And here old Nabal, he says, who are you anyway? I've got this. I was, I'm going to give this to my workers because it was the workers that ran ahead of this foolish man and told his wife, Abigail, said, Abigail, this man David was a wall unto us. Fear it. They could, you know what? Those servants had better understanding and perception than Nabal, this foolish man, because they said this man's going to come back and there's going to be trouble in the camp. And he, they run ahead and they tell Abigail, Abigail gathers up a wonderful blessing. Amen. Plenty of things. She puts together a great offering. Hey, I'm going to tell you, when God has blessed you, he will come back around. Well, that went over pretty good, didn't it? Have you ever noticed? I mean, reverse from what they're saying, contrary to what is told in the city, that you've never got no invoice or no bill from the church. Have you ever noticed that? Everybody's on the honor system. But I want to tell you, God's standing over and he's looking at Joel Holmes and what he's getting. And he's standing over and he's looking at you. And you're on the honor system. But remember, you're not stealing from the church. You're stealing from... I guess when we get these connect centers completed, they'll sure enough say they got an ATM in the church. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No, you don't have to do that because people in their own heart, they hear a little voice speaking to them. You know, that's really God's part. And that's all. But this foolish man did not understand that. And the Bible said, David, when they came back and they gave him that report, he said to his men, Girt ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about 400 men. But 
mercy had spilled over on David. And there was a safety net to catch him in the form of Abigail. She ran to him and met him and said, I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house because of my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord and evil hath not been found in thee all of thy days. You know what was on her? The spirit of prophecy. She saw things Saul could not see and others could not see. She said, I know this. God's going to make you a sure house. Everybody say a sure house. That's the house I'm living in today. I'm living in God's sure house. God's going to make you a sure house. And the reason he's going to make you a sure house is because you have focused on fighting the battles of the Lord and you've not fought your own battles. She went on to say, yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I never read this verse of Scripture that I don't just get blessed, blessed, blessed. But the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life. You know where our soul is at today? It's just bound up. If you won't get out and defend yourself, if when they say you're a dog, you'll call them a cat, have you ever heard it so quiet in a Pentecostal church? Babies are not even crying. If when they do you wrong, you just, you just have a good spirit. And I hear somebody right now, Brother Holmes, I've done right 14 years. I've but then this come along. Yep, that's when it counted to do right is when this come along. Some people feel like they're all right because they've done good so long and then they just exploded that one day. So, you know, it's got to be all right. Look at all this I've done good and I just had this one little explosion. No. That was the day that was, God was counting on you. God was counting on you that day to say, I'm not going to fight my own battles. I'm not going to, so, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something in this church. If somebody calls you and tells you what another saint said, and it is not edifying, do you know what you call that? You call it discord. They are sowing discord among the brethren. Oh, I just wanted you to know what they said. No, you, you're a sower of discord is what you are. And if you want to just get it in elementary terms, you're just being a troublemaker. Because you, it's not going to help anything. Why would you tell them? Pray for them. 
Isn't it good to go to a good church? Isn't it good to go to a good church? Isn't it good to be around mature people and nice people? Don't you like nice people, Brother Harton? Sensible people, not always agitated. You know, you know what? People that agitate, it's because their life is so messed up themselves. You won't have to look far and you'll see the problem. But don't let nobody put a nickel in you. Because somebody shoots at you doesn't mean you have to shoot back. Don't just be a reaction all of your life to everything that comes your way. You just, they just, boom, they shoot you, you shoot back. Nothing original about you. You're just a puppet. You got your string jerked and you responded to it. Well, the Lord's getting us ready for that great day. The Lord's getting us ready for that great day. Lift up your hands to the Lord right now. You believe he's getting us ready for that great day? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's coming back after a people that have made themselves ready. And then Abigail said, I want to tell you something, David. You're fighting the Lord's battles. And you're bound in the bundle of life which the Lord thy God, with the Lord thy God. And the souls, now if you want to know what's going to happen to troublemakers, the souls of thine enemies, them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with mine own hands. For in the very deed as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting thee, except thou hast come to meet me. Surely there has not been left unto Nabal by the light, morning light. God's safety net that has kept us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be living for a God like this. Because I'm still in the flesh. Make bad decisions sometimes. Not deliberately. Just didn't know better. Just, I'm, we're not all seeing. We're not, we don't have all knowledge. We don't have all wisdom. But the mercy of God intervenes in our life and the help of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to close your eyes right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, it's good today to be serving a God like this. Amen. It's good today to be serving a God that loves us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You want to stand together? Praise God, praise God. Join up with a prayer warrior 
together with me now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that it will be there when we need it. You're an ever-present help. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless your holy name, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I want to keep walking with you in the fear of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.